Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Glory to God. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can take a minute to just worship the Lord for a moment. Yeah. You have to kind of allow yourself to sink into it. Sometimes we move too fast. And right where God wants to meet us, we skip over it, you know. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory and
Um, Isaiah 30 verse 21 right there says whether you turn to the right or to the left your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it there's another scripture here I need to read, I think. I'm going to go on and read it. It says, it's in John 16, 4 through 8 and 12 through 14. Jesus says, stay in there, Carlton. Just let me finish reading the scripture while you're in there. I have told you this so that when their time comes, and I explain that in a minute, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who has sent me. But none of you asked me where I was going. Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. <clears throat> Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And here's verses 12 through 14 of the very same chapter of John. And this is the NIV version. I have much more to, to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all of the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. 
In the sermon today, I gave Seth the topic, how to interact and respond to life-changing events. Hallelujah. The sermon is going to be short today because I hear the Spirit of God and I want to move in the vein that he has given. Thank you, Carlton for hearing the Spirit of God. Thank you, Yvonne and the praise team, for hearing the Spirit of God. And so I pray that everyone that has an ear, please let them hear, because what I have to say is very short, because most of the sermon has already been preached through the prayer and through the worship, through the songs. God has already spoken, but God wants you to know. He wants you to hear, and he wants you to embrace and interact what and how he is moving in your life. We are currently in a position, and honey, I know you're going to have to leave because of other things that need to be done, and I understand that. So I praise and I thank God that you've been able to be here as long as you can. The Spirit of God has brought us into a place where we are seeing the consistency of change. Change is the one thing that we can bet our bottom dollar on that will always remain consistent, okay? And the Lord, and even in this season, we are in the, we are 28 days away from what we celebrate as Pentecost. So we're right there in the middle after Jesus res resurrected and then the 40 days he spends with his disciples teaching them and teaching them into in, in the things that they need to know because they are about to experience another change of their lives that will not only affect them directly, but is still affecting the church today. Change is ever consistent. How do we interact and respond to change? How have you interacted and responded to change in your life? Well, there are different ways that people respond to change. Sometimes change makes some people stand still, afraid to move, afraid to act and interact because you're, un you're not sure as to what your decision is going to cause. What type of effect is your decision in your interacting with the change is going to cause to your life and the life to those around you? That's a uh, very reasonable concern. But what we can never do in change is stay still. Because we have to realize this, that if we make the choice to stand still while change is constant, we are going to be left behind. We cannot afford to be left behind in our timidity, in our um, inability to move forward because we are afraid of what might happen or not happen. But one thing remains true, doing nothing will bring you nothing. So God is calling us today to move with the ebbs and the flow, ebbs and flows of change. I've watched Facebook over the course of the past couple of days. So many things are happening, right? We have the Roe versus Wade 
coming up and trying to see if that can get overturned. People are looking to see if that can be overturned, right? So that's the big picture that's going on right now. Um, we have things happening in our own uh, community here, our own church community, right? Many people have graduated, or and many of our children are moving to the next level. Um, many things that we are doing that is uh, just changing our lives. And, and sometimes when we are looking at our lives, it's look like it's a, it appears to be in fast pace. It is. It really is. The older I get, the shorter my time seems. <laughs> Do you remember when you were younger? Seems like time stretched on for ages and ages that you can never see nighttime would never come. And when you're in the bed, it seems like night lasted forever, right? The older you get, though, the quicker it does, Jonathan. It's like, whoa, God, hold on. I haven't done this yet. I haven't. And we're steady waiting for, some of us are waiting for someone to tell us or to give us the green light to move. We can't do that. We can't wait for someone to say, now you can move. Because your life and your decisions either directly or indirectly impact someone else. We see it all through the Bible. We'll start with the first mother, Eve. Her decision to communicate in dialogue with the serpent has it first impacted her and her husband directly and has impacted our lives. All of us. We see it all through the Bible. Even Abraham's decision to move and operate in faith impacted his life directly and still is impacting our life, lives. What about Rahab when she made the decision to hide the spies? It impacted her life directly and still is impacting our lives. She's a part of the ancestry of Jesus because of the decision she made. She could have gone with the status quo and, and turned over the spies to the authorities, but she made a decision. What about Ruth? She made a decision not to go back to her kinfolk, but to follow Naomi into a land that was strange to her. What would have happened if she made another decision? She made a decision that impacted her, her life directly because she met Boaz. Part of the ancestry she became of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we all make, what about David? I'm just thinking about people off the top of my head now. David, when he made a decision to lust after Bathsheba, it not only impacted his life, but her life. One thing led into another. What about Saul? What about Solomon? His decisions began to impact his life. He had too many wives. That was absolutely too many wives and concubines to have. And it, it impacted his life. Different types of worship he began to be okay with and settled into the land because he made a decision. Wise man on one hand, but not too wise on another hand. 
So we have the disciples. Let's bring it up to the disciples. They made a decision to, even after Jesus Christ was walking with them for three years, right? And then he went to the cross and Jesus had a very open conversation with them before he went to the cross in, Je in, in John chapter 16. He says that because of me, you are going to be persecuted. And then he tells them on down, he says, but I'm telling you these things, but I can't tell you everything because you're not going to be, and I'm paraphrasing here, you're not going to be able to handle everything. But this is what I'm telling you is that the advocate, if I don't go, the advocate cannot come. See, I'm only one person, and I'm paraphrasing here, I'm adding in, I'm interjecting, interjecting here. I'm only one person. I can't be everywhere at all times, but it is expedient for me to leave so that the advocate can come. And for those who believe in, in me, and, and believe me to be the son of God, accept me as Lord and Savior, the advocate will then come and live in them. So they were so busy, and Jesus says this, he says, and I'm paraphrasing, he says, you are so busy being so full of grief because of what I'm telling you, you're not really seeing the advantages that are going to come along with me leaving. And then he brings them back in focus. He brings them back. I can't tell you everything. There is not enough time because I'm working on a time frame here for me to expound on everything. But I promise you that once I am ascended, once I am back in position at the right hand of the Father, I'm going to send you some help. I'm going to send you some help. So when you're facing the indecisions, when you're facing the hard places, when you're facing the inconsistencies of life, there will be a voice that you will hear in your ear telling you which way to go. He has been faithful to that. God has always been faithful to his word that he has taught through Jesus Christ and through Holy Ghost. So what the Lord wants to let us know today is this, that even though you are unable to see the next move in your life, simply move. Yeah. You can, you can put your hands on that because that's good teaching right there. <laughs> I'm going to give you an illustration. A couple of weeks ago, I held my first women's retreat in, at the beach. And it was our plan to be back here for Pastor Jackson for our founding day activities. But that morning around 6.30 when we did our morning walk on the beach, because that was one of the activities that was slated, we, we walked, we were already packed up to leave, and after we finished our morning sunrise walk, we were gonna be on our way back here to celebrate. During the walk, God met one of the people there, one of the women, and she made the decision on the beach, as the sun was rising, 
that she could no longer walk in the pathway that she was walking in. So the very voice of God during sunrise was speaking in her ear. So we couldn't leave her like that. We couldn't leave her like that. We couldn't, we couldn't leave her, oh, God bless you, you received Jesus Christ. Because after her acceptance, acceptance of Jesus Christ, God, by Holy Spirit, began to uh, mm, pull some things out of her that was causing her to remain stagnant. And she needed to say it out loud. Sometimes people just need you to be quiet and let them just say what they need to say out loud. So we all sat, it was 10 of us, we, we all sat there on the beach and we listened to her pour out all the hurt and the pain that she was experienced, that she experienced in her past and all the hurt and the pain that led her to engage in certain activities as a coping me mechanism. Nobody was judging. No one was saying, oh, you should not have done that. Everybody sat down and listened as this woman began to pour out as the Spirit of God was freeing her from her bondage. The Spirit of God told her in the ear, you need to say this out loud because you've been holding on to it so long and here's a safe place. Here's a place where people will listen and not cast judgment, will not judge you, will not say, oh, you're a bad person. Oh, I don't believe you did that. No, nobody was going to say that because all of us have fallen short and all of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short because we are shaped. We are shaped in this humanity here. So we sat and we listened and time went on and on. Nobody moved. She cried, we cried. We prayed, we laid hands. I laid hands because no one, no one was supposed to lay hands but me <laughs> because I was over it at that time. So I was the leader. We prayed and she was released. And as a result of us staying put and hearing and moving according to the spirit of God in that moment, and Pastor Jackson understood this, but because we did what we had to do, this young woman now has checked herself into a facility that is getting her the help that she needs. Yes, sir. You better put your hands on that. Yes, sir. And doing well, might I add. Might I add. Doing very good. Because she made the decision after accepting Jesus Christ or reaffirming her faith that this it's the path I need to take. It's hard for her, but it's doable. And it's move, and she's moving. So I said that, that's not what I wanted to say, but I needed to share that with you. While I was on the beach, I love it. Because I don't need anyone's help on the beach. You know why? Once I get to the waters, and this is, this is going to be my only point. I have only one point today. I don't have three good ones today. I don't. I try to put them together for you. They just wouldn't. Sandra, they wouldn't even come together. I said, Psst, I, I, I'm not even trying. I've been up since two o'clock. I couldn't get the three for you. I couldn't. So this one is going to have to do. And you're going to have to hold on to it. You're going to have to hold on to it. So while I was on the beach, I tell you, I don't need anyone's help. Let me tell you why. When I get to the water, the ebb and the flow of the water is absolutely consistent. It may not 
come in at the same place because of the tide. Sometimes it's far up on the beach. And as the time progresses, it'll go back. And then, you know, however that cycle goes there with the moon and all of that. But one thing remains true, Carolyn, is that the tide at the beach will continue to flow in and flow out. So what does Charlotte do as soon as she is let loose at the beach? She drops the person's arm that she has. I don't need you now. I need you, but right now I need God more than I need a human being. I need to feel the spirit of God's ebbs and flows. I need to feel his rhythm. I need to know what God feels like. And when I place myself parallel to the water, keeping one foot close to the wave that comes up and the other one on the sand, I run and run and nobody can catch me. My kids hate it. They say, oh, there go mama again. She running. Yes, I am. Because now to my parallel is the water. And I know it will remain consistent. It will come in, letting me know where my foot is. It will go back out. Come in and go back out. And so I run, Jonathan, until the sun comes up. And I can feel the sun's rays on my face. And you know what else I do? I run some more. The people behind me can't even catch up with me. Because now I am liberated and free. And now the only thing that is guiding me is the presence of God in his creation. Does that make sense? That makes sense for me. I wanted to give you that illustration. One girl caught up with me. I don't know how she caught up with me because I was running like Forrest Gump. <laughs> well, yes, I did. I took off my flip-flops. I ran. She caught up with me. She said, how the water feel? I said, how you got behind me? I wanted to be by myself. I said, it feels good. Feels good. But this is what happened, family. When she came close to me, I stopped paying attention to the rhythm of the water. And then my left ear began to follow her. And so I, for a moment, got out of rhythm with God and began to get in the rhythm of people. It was one person. Out of the rhythm. And so then I became indecisive. So and, and, and see how crazy this sounds. So I say, where's the water? Did the water ever change? No. But I became distracted by people. You understand what I'm saying? See, God never changes. God will never stop his rhythm of flowing out to you. God wants you to be able to depend to depend on his word, on his flow, on his spirit, on his rhythm. It is us people who begin to become distracted by listening and engaging in everything else around us till we lose the rhythm of God. So I had to stop and breathe and say, God, I see. I cannot let my soul become entangled with everybody else's rhythm to the point where I can't hear you. 
So then other people caught up with me. Now I'm in a standstill position because I've allowed myself to become discombobulated. But God never changed. The sand, the stand, the sand was still there and the ebb and the flow of the water was still there. So I stopped and I breathed. I said, Father, here I am. So I stuck my foot back into the water and slowly began walking again. Then I picked up my pace and I closed my eyes. And I said, Father, as the deer pants for the water brooks, my soul thirsts and pants after your presence. I don't ever want to be, and I'd say this, I believe I say this with every sermon, but it bears repeating. I don't ever want to be so out of sync with the lover of my soul that I cannot hear him. I don't ever want to be in that place. I don't, I, and I say that to you today. So my thought to you today is get back in sync with the lover of your soul. It's very simple. The father said in Isaiah 30, chapter, chapter 30, verse 21, he says that he is standing behind you and he will speak in your ear which way to turn. He's going to tell you to turn to the left or to, to turn to the right or to go straight. This is the time in the inconsistencies of a life that we have to hear and not only hear but move in the voice of God like we've never done before. Your very life is going to depend on it and not only your life, somebody's life that you are connected with. Does that make sense? So as we're looking around today at the different types of inconsistencies and changes in life that's happening right under our noses. Yes, time is moving fast and it is moving and you cannot afford to stay stagnant. So if God has caused a, um, a, an, a, a, a unction inside of you to do something and you've become afraid to do it because you're not afraid because you're not quite sure what the outcome is going to be, just do it. And if it's not the right thing, get up. You know, it's just as simple as that. If, if you miss him that time, okay, God, I missed you. I'm still figuring out your voice. Let me get up. Because one thing is consistent is the faithfulness of God. He's not going to throw you away because you missed it. He's going to say, okay, you're trying to figure out who I am. And I love the way Job's, Job says it in, uh, I can't think what the chapter is right now. I didn't write it down. I think it's 42, maybe verse 5. He says, I heard rumors about you, but now I know you. Now I have experience with you. So if you run on the beach with your eyes closed and you fall in the sand because you missed a step, get up. Get up. If you've been staying stagnant and staying in one place, just marking time because you're afraid to move forward, move. Just, just, just do it. Just, just, just do it. Just move. You, your life cannot be where it is for the rest of your life. I was so proud of the young woman. And um, actually... 
I won't give that's too much information. But I, I'm proud of the young woman who accepted Jesus Christ a couple of weeks ago. She, she made a decision without knowing the outcome, not knowing what the outcome was going to be, because her decision affected, has affected her whole household in more ways than I can even tell you here. Some, because she's made a decision that she's never done before to stand independently, is causing some friction. But at the same time, she's learning about the person that now lives on the inside of her that will lead her and guide her into truth and understanding. So I say to all of my young people, any young folks out there under the age of 35, Anybody out there say, hey? Okay, I say to you, <laughs> time probably is not moving as quickly for you as it is for 36 and above. I don't know. 36 and above, are you out there say, hey? Yeah, yeah. For us who are 36 and above, we're like, okay, okay, I got 10 good more years I need to put... <laughs> We got more than 10 good years because the Lord renews my, my, he renews my strength. He renews me. He satisfies me with good things. He renews my youth like the eagles. But even though in that scripture, we, we, can't, be, we can't be marking time, right? So I want to say to you all today, and I am absolutely done. I really am absolutely done. Listen to the voice of God that is in your ear. Your man, your human part of you is going to, going to want to resist that. But you have to learn to put that voice under and cast down imaginations and say, this is the better decision for me because God is in this. I know God is in this decision. That makes sense? So this week, here's a... Here's a here is an assignment. I want you every day to spend three minutes in the mornings, preferably, singing and doing absolutely nothing. Breathe in and breathe out. Find you a quiet place. Don't touch your phone. Don't look at nothing. Don't, I mean, if you have to absolutely go literally in a closet for the three minutes, do it. Or outside, do it. Sit there, breathe, and begin to feel the inner rhythm inside of you that God has placed. You've got to hear and know his voice. And you can't hear it in the busyness, I promise you. You are unable to hear God in the busyness. Take note of how many conversations when you're trying to do the three minutes Take note of how many conversations are going on in your mind as you're trying to silence it. I want you to do that. I'm serious, too. You know, you'll get, you'll get to where you're able to think clearly. You know, you'll be able to get there. But first, take note of how many conversations are going on in your mind where you're trying to just remain still and find the voice of God in a three-minute span. Try it. I want you to write it in the group chat, the, not group chat, the our group page on Tabernacle. I want to know how it goes. Or text me. Say, Shalate, it was difficult silencing the voices. 
I couldn't even hear. If you have a hard time silencing the voices in your head to find the voice of God, there is a problem there. And you have to follow that rope backwards so that you can dispel the voices so that you can hear what God sounds like for you. Does that make sense? You got to know what God sounds like for you. For us as mothers, and happy Mother's Day to every mother here, and us as parents, we are the voice for our children until they are able to move out on their own. But there's going to come a time when they have to listen and know God for themselves, right? Pastor Jackson always says this. He says, every tub has to stand say, on, its own, on its own bottom. Thank you. Every tub has to stand on its own bottom. Yeah, everyone. So we are the voices for our children while they're little, but as they get older, they have to learn God's voice for themselves. And unfortunately, some of us have never had the opportunity to, uh, for God to meet us at our place of need in order to figure out what he sounds like. So today, I encourage you. I admonish you today. Even if you say, I know the voice of God, I I encourage you to launch your net out deeper. Launch it out deeper. So that you, without a shadow of a doubt, in the inconsistencies of a life, will be able to know the very consistent voice of our almighty God. Does that make sense? What is your assignment for the week? How many times? Once a day. And then what should you journal down? How many conversations, right? And so once you get that figured out, right, we're going to start silencing them because there's a work for you to do. And you want to be able to hear the voice of the Lord in, Lord in your ear telling you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and how to respond in the inconsistent places. That makes sense? I am so freaking done. I cannot even believe it. Let's stand up. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to pray. I want to pray for everyone in here in the challenge that I have set forth today for you. And um, if you need to find a buddy, find a buddy. I don't mind being all of your buddies. You all got my phone number here. And we'll, let's see how we can create and make room for the voice of God. That's what we have to do. So I'm going to pray for you today that even as you take, take a part of this challenge for the week, that you will be able to sense the presence of God and you will practice being present in his presence. Amen. So I'm going to pray. Father God, we thank you for this time in your presence on today in the simple word that you've given us, Lord God. And I pray that, um, that you will begin, um, even on this day, speak to us. Um, you know what? You have always been speaking. We haven't been listening, been attuned to your voice like we needed to be. But today, God, you've brought this to our attention. So I pray over everyone in this congregation and online that as they engage in the challenge, Lord God, of um, hearing your voice even the more in the middle here, in this middle place between resurrection and ascension, 
that you will make your voice clear and that their ears will be able to hear. Oh, Father, we give your name glory and honor and praise, Lord God. We thank you for your presence in our lives and we glorify your holy and your righteous name. In Jesus' name we pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.